With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, and welcome back to the Vondren Legal Hour. It's not exactly an hour, but it's during a certain period of time of day when you can sit and listen to a little bit of general legal information, in this case, in regard to starting an Arizona real estate company. Now, why do we have a show on this? It would seem so simple, right? You just apply for your license, pass your tests, and submit some forms, right? But it's not quite that easy. Um, Anyone that's been through the process will probably tell you why does it seem like it's so hard to figure out exactly what these forms mean and what the exact process is. And if you're listening to this show, it's probably because you've went through this process and you're like, well, I can't figure this out. This is crazy. I mean, this form says that and this is that. And I submit everything online. I can't find a phone number to call in the Department of Real Estate. They don't really want to you know, talk to you on the phone, this, that, and the other. And it can be a little confusing. Now, I'm not putting down the Department of Real Estate. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, oftentimes they're overworked and overburdened and everything else, but um, I, you know, I will try to give you some helpful hints on what it takes to get into Arizona, get licensed, and, and what so forth and so on. So basically, the key difference is, and anyone that's been listening to my show knows that I practice law in California and Arizona, licensed in both states, and I've also earned broker licenses in both states. So I know a little bit about the process, been through this, and I've also helped set companies up that don't want to go through the, the time and trouble of trying to figure everything out. But this, this podcast is designed to help you a little bit and help you understand this. Um, first thing, require num- number one, and I'm going to try to make this in 10 easy steps how to get going. Number one, you've got to get your 90 hours of education in. So in Arizona, it's different than California. In California, you can subscribe for the, prin- the principles book and you can review the principles of real estate and and uh, basically schedule your test but in arizona and i like this you have to actually sit in the classroom a classroom somewhere and with an improved um, dre instructor and sit and get your your education hours in a classroom now i really like this because i think um and, and the one i'm going to um, recommend is the one one that I've done myself personally two times actually um, is the Arizona School of Real Estate and Business. I find their instructors to be really good. The program is very organized. It's tough. They uh, push you and they make it really tough for you to pass your school exam before you can st- take a state and federal exam. But the first thing you want to do is whether it's them or some other entity, and I have no financial interest in the entity, so it's I, I don't could care less where you go, but I liked it as a school and even went back a second time. But you really learn the ins and outs and nuts and bolts of real estate. And, you know, by sitting and having to take those physical class hours, I think it makes people a better uh, real estate agent or, or broker than they would normally be. So first step, get your education in. 
get your hours. Now, I also want to point out, um, some people have let their licenses expire and, um, you know, and they say, well, you know, do I, do I have to go back? If you call the school, um, they may tell you, you know, you need to come back and do another 90 hours. But, but realize those units, those hours that you got are good for 10 years. I don't have the code section for you, and you could look it up, but the, the licensing education by statute in Arizona is good for 10 years. So, you know, even though you may have been out of the game for four or five years and maybe your license was terminated or expired or whatnot, you can still use those educational units. You, you know, you'll have to go back in and, and take and pass the, the state federal exam again, but, you know, to not have to go do another 90 hours when you, you're probably pretty familiar with the material anyway is, is a good thing. So bear that in mind. Number two, you get your hours, you, you're going to basically have to then go pass a state and federal exam. Now, um, I will tell you, having done this myself, it's, I don't think it's that hard. I think it's very doable. Lots of people are passing it. I don't know what the pass rates are, but they're probably pretty decent. And there's some math on there. There are some certain math and, and things that you need to know, but it's not overly loaded with math. So, But basically with that, you're setting up your Pearson View is the name of the company, Pearson View, V-U-E, I believe it is. And they are the provider for the test. So you go in there, you knock it out. It's going to take you probably, it's going to probably take you three, four hours to uh, knock it out, pass your state, pass your federal exam. Step two, you're on your way. Um, also, as they'll tell you in your real estate school, get those fingerprints started early, okay? You need to take your fingerprints. They're going to go and, and review a criminal background check, see what's going on, see if there's anything to be concerned about and you're going to need to obtain your clearance card. That's number three. So bear that in mind. Because that's going through the state, it does take a little time to get that back. And I would say in general, you're probably going to be looking at three to four weeks um, to get that back, maybe five weeks. So, so get those in early. Get that clearance card. Have that on your mind. Don't forget that step. Can't get anywhere without it. Four, for brokers, when you're Done with all that, usually they have you do a broker clinic. That's basically nine units of, of, your broker, of your broker clinics, and you may have to take a class in contract writing too as well. So those are some of the main things. That's four, step four. And then step five, when you get all this back, your fingerprint cards, your, your proof of your education, your proof that you've passed your state and federal, um, you, you've got your, your driver's license copy, you've got all these things, all the requirements that they are looking for, you submit those materials online, usually to the DRE. I believe you can also walk them in, which you know I don't think is a bad idea, but I know the Department of Real Estate likes to work online. So um, the Pearson View will actually give you a, a uh, email address, a, basically a way to get set up with uh, the Department of Real Estate to get that submitted. So, so that's important when you're trying to get your real estate license. Look at that, and that is step five. Get all that information submitted in, okay? Step six, from here we're going to go into some of the corporate requirements, and this is where it gets a little confusing, at least to me. I think most people find it a little bit confusing, but most brokerages want to start an LLC um, they want, or corporation, they want to have a corporate name that they're going to use aside from being a self-employed broker. If you just want to use your own name, you could be a self-employed broker, not a problem. 
assuming you're a broker. Um, but in other cases where you want to set up a company name, like you want to be, be uh, <coughs> excuse me, Camelback Properties or whatever, you, you're going to need to reserve an, an LLC name, and that's on the form LI-213. Okay, but now what you may not know, what's a little confusing, is there's also an LI-213 instruction form, and the instruction form has a list of certain names that you're not going to be able to register. There's certain names that you're not going to be able to register, and I'm going to look those up right now, and I'm going to give you some of those so you so you don't have to go look it up, but... There are certain names that, that the current real estate commissioner, Judy Lowe, will not approve. And so you will so you waste your time, in other words, if you go to the Arizona Corporation Commission, you try to set up an LLC, don't do it. That's not the route. The first thing you want to do is get a name reservation approved. This is LI-213 form. Get that approved. And basically tell the tell the Department of Real Estate what name you're looking for. The ones they will not approve are any any name that has the word assets in it assets bank banking banks collection collections no dot coms or no dot nets so if you want to be you know rapidmortgage.com uh they're not going to approve that okay fiduciary names with the word fiduciary in it they don't like that financial um insurance partners Okay, partners. They don't like partners unless it's a, a partnership. Um, and another surprising one for me is is the words team and group, team or group. I mean, you see those all the time. You know, the the Monarch Group or whatever. You know, the um, the uh, you know Scottsdale Group or whatever. So they don't like team or group. So you're wasting your time trying to go get a LLC and, and with using those names. So don't do it. Um, so those are, and the word trust, and those are, you can look at those up. Those are on the LI-213 instructions. If you want to Google that, LI-213 instructions, you'll see the list of all the, there's a couple others I haven't mentioned, but those are the main ones. And you can go and see there, and, and it talks a little bit about the process. So you get this approved by the DRE, and then you go and set up your corporation. So so step six would be to, to reserve that name, make sure you're not hitting one of the no-no names. And then the next step after that's approved is to actually go set up your corporation with the Arizona Corporations Commission. Okay, um, what I recommend there is, you know, there's lawyers that will charge you, you know, four, five, six hundred dollars to do it, um, including our firm. I mean, that's something we can do for you as well. But, you know, if you want to save some money, you can go down there and do it yourself. You know, I think it's probably 80, 100 bucks, and you could do the expedited service, and usually get that done in about six days a week, somewhere in there. If you don't make any mistakes, if you make some mistakes, they'll send it back to you, and you end up doing this back and forth process, whatnot, and it can take you some time because every time you mess up, they're going to put you back in the end of the line, and it's just going to take you time. So before you do that. Make sure you got your ducks in a row, that you're filling out the LLC properly. If you don't want to waste your time on that, you say, I'd just rather have an attorney do it, give us a call, 877-276-5084, or find me on the web, attorneysteve.net. That's attorneysteve.net, and we can help you out with that. Okay, 
Next step, number seven, once the, once the LI-213, your name reservation is approved, your corporate, you got your corporation all set up, your LLC ready to roll, then you're going to submit your LI-212 form. This is your entity slash employing broker application. So what happens is you then go employ a broker, which is basically your corporation. So they're going to want you to fill out that LI-212, submit it with all the documents they request, which basically are copies of your LLC filed, the stamped filed copy, so they know that was actually filed. Um, they're going to want to know who the owners and managers and members of your LLC are. They're going to want to have a corporate resolution of who you're appointing as the designated broker. Somebody has to be the designated broker for the entity. And so you need to get these materials submitted to them, and those are set forth on the LI-212 form for your convenience. You'll also need an LI-214-244 disclosure form. You see how this gets a little complicated, right? So you have the LI-214-244 disclosure form, and that's going to be basically disclosing any convictions of any of your members or managers with a 10% or greater interest in your company. They need to disclose any and all um, convictions and things, all the things that they request on the form, which is, you know, different disciplinary actions and, you know, criminal actions, misdemeanors aside from traffic tickets and, you know, so forth and so on. So read that form. Uh, my attorney Steve tip here, do not fabricate, do not hope they won't find something. If you had something, you were much better off disclosing it saying, here's what I have, here's what happened. You will then need to supply some supporting documents and tell them what happened and the whole thing. But do not make the mistake of going through all this trouble to get your license and then to not disclose it on the 214 form, only to have them to find out, only to find out that they will not now allow you to get a real estate license. You just did a bad thing. You wasted your time, okay? So that disclosure form is very important. Make sure you put everything and anything down. If you're not sure, call our office and we can help walk you through reviewing this, that, and the other. But in most cases, you're going to need to disclose everything that happens. So, so that's step seven. You get all that in. Um, step eight is you get approval. Everything's good. You're good to go. You're good to roll. Um, you, if you have any logos that you want to copyright, any corporate logos, you know, get those in. Think, be thinking about your intellectual property. Be thinking about getting some good domain names that are memorable. Um, be thinking about um, step um, eight is, is, is be thinking about will you be seeking a trademark at some point? How does this all tie in? Well, you need to think about do you want to have uh, trademarks or not, and you know, trademark is something that would give you protection over your name, and that's something that I usually recommend that you consider this at the outset. And maybe I should have backed this up and put it into step two or three, but you need to figure that out before you do anything. Because I like to say, well, let's find a good name. Let's find something that's that not everybody is using. That you're not going to have conflicts with you know that those sorts of things so be thinking about good trade names trademarks domain names those those things sort of tie in together so you want to be thinking about those and then nine you have your hire your agents if you're going to be hiring agents what are you going to do how are you going to recruit them where are you going to recruit them and those are something to think about 
And in, along the lines with that, you have independent contractor agreements, you have setting up branch offices, you have duties of supervision, you have those things that you're going to want to keep in mind. You're going to want a policies and procedures manual. You're going to need to document your duty of supervision, what you're going to do, and you should incorporate it all in a really nice independent contractor agreement with a company policy, which may also need to include a social media policy. How are you going to handle agents? Are you going to allow them to have their own websites? Are you going to allow them to have their own social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter? Are you going to have policies on those? Are you going to review and monitor them? Are you going to have them submit things to you before they're allowed to post on the website? How is that going to work? Um, and the reason I say that is there's a lot of people who think if there's something on the Internet, they're freely allowed to cut and paste it. Well, that's not true. So you don't want to get yourself into problems with you know, copying images or things, pictures, you know, pictures of real estate, and not going through the proper channels to make sure you have good copyright to things. For example, when I use photos on my website, I go buy them. I use a site called Photolia that charges basically it's like a buck or buck 25 or I don't know what it is somewhere around there for a picture and you know you get the copyright you get the right to use it you can feel good about that but you don't want your agents running around the internet cutting and pasting copying photos and it turns out it's some photo of a photographer that really cares about his rights now you've got a potential copyright issue and you're just trying to sell real estate so so think about that those are the other things and then step 10 is just general ongoing compliance, things to think about, continuing to train your employees. That's where we can come in and also help you with ongoing um, seminars and education modules on basically the top ways to keep yourself out of legal liability as a broker, as a salesperson. Basically, the broker top 10 ways to get sued. And for something like that, we can give presentations either through the web or directly to your Salesforce time and location permitting, of course. So those are basically your steps to get, get involved. Um, also with the LLC, you're going to be thinking about getting an employer identification number. Okay, that's through the IRS, so you can pay your taxes like a good boy or girl. Get your taxes paid, pay your fair share. And and uh, that'll get you started. So you need that EIN number. And the EIN, you can get that online. You can get that really quick. That's not a problem. Also with your articles of your LLC, usually it's an LLC people that want to start. You need to make sure you publish those. Those go in a newspaper of general circulation. And, you know, you can do that, you know, 50, 50 60 bucks and get those published, and then you need to submit your affidavit to the Arizona Corporations Commission. Submit your affidavit. Let them know, yes, we've published this. We let the world know that we have an LLC. We put it in a newspaper general circulation. We ran it three times. Everything's good to go here. And, um, you know, so that's, that's something you want to do as well. Also, DBAs. If you're saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to just operate with a DBA, then you need to notify the Department of Real Estate that you have a DBA. DBA is doing business as, it's a fictional business name, but bear that in mind. A big mistake that we see a lot of brokers make, and this usually comes out when we're doing an audit, the Department of Real Estate, or in California it's called the Bureau of Real Estate, when they're auditing and investigating, they're saying, wait, we, we see your client using, the, the, his name is his company, is ABC Mortgage, 
we see them over here as as Allen Allen B Charles Mortgage. That's a DBA. Why? Because that's not the that's not the exact legal name. If you're not using your exact legal name, and I mean exact, the department can tell you that you're using an unlicensed DBA, and it is grounds for discipline. So, and not to say that that in and of itself would get you disciplined, but it could. And so, you know, that's not following the rules. So if you're using any variation of your legal name, you're going to want to keep in mind using DBAs, filing that with the county recorder, and updating, letting the Department of Real Estate know what you're doing, okay? Um, same thing with branch offices. If you have branch offices, you, you're going to want to notify your department, the real estate commissioner, let them know we have branch offices, here's what's going on there. And so, so these are the general things to consider. This is just for general real estate activity. Obviously, there's other things if you're going to get into mortgage lending. And, um, you know, those are, those are things with the Department of Financial Institutions and NMLS licenses, MLO endorsements, all those, another show. So stick tuned, stay tuned with us, bookmark that, and we'll have other great shows coming on basically building and mastering your real estate domain. So this is Attorney Steve. Those are the basics. I know it was pretty quick. If you didn't catch it all, play the tape back, play the podcast back and say, well, let's give it another go. If you need help, you don't want to deal with all this, you want to have a law firm represent you, Attorney Steve, the real estate lawyer, help you get this all set up, give us a call, 877-276-5084. That's 877-276-5084. Or catch me on the web, attorneysteve.net.net. That's attorneysteve.net. Okay, the foregoing is general legal information only, not legal advice. If you need specific legal advice, please consult an attorney, particularly a real estate attorney, if that's what your business is. So, Thank you very much for listening. Bookmark us. We'll be back with some more great real estate information for you and hope you have a great day. Seize the day. Make it happen. This is your day to start building your business and, and grow your presence. Attorney Steve out. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.